Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast, the podcast where we interview incredible real estate investing goddesses, women who are killing it in real estate investment, sharing their stories with us so that we can learn and be inspired. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I have a really great guest with us today, as always. Our guest today is Dr. Felicia Fro, who is a she's a urologist who's been practicing medicine for over 20 years, but it got into real estate investing in 2004. She realized after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad that she needed to learn more about business and investing, and she began real estate investing then. And through her journey, she's experienced some ups and downs of the real estate market, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And she's raised funds and she syndicates and she's providing her investors with solid returns. And she's also like me passionate about teaching women from all walks of life, how to understand real estate investing. She is, she earned her residential assisted living specialist certification in 2015. And that is something we are going to really focus on today. The real estate, um, The Residential Assisted Living Facilities is a super interesting asset class that is riding a huge demographic megatrend right now. It's it's been called the Silver Tsunami. So right now there are 77 million baby boomers and their parents. Uh, 120,000 people per month are turning 85, and I think there might be 4,000 a day. A lot of people per month are turning 85, and 70% of them need help with their their daily living activities. There is a huge opportunity in real estate providing residential assisted living facilities to help these baby boomers and their parents. And and Dr. Fro Felicia is is tapping into that, so we're going to talk um, a lot about that. So I'm really 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 excited to have you. She's also a dear friend. Welcome, Felicia. How are you? I'm doing okay, Monique. Thank you very much. I'm really, really excited to be here, and thanks for introducing me to the goddesses and making me feel like one, and it's all really, (laughs) really exciting. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, So let's – I love to start from the – and I know that the the purple book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was – part of the the impetus for you to get started um but but tell us more about that what how did you get started because i know there are a lot of people that read the book and have not had the level of success that you have since so what what happened for you so i i was in kansas city at the time i've kind of i'm kind of a mover i get bored with a place and then move on to live somewhere else and find find out more about that part of the world but at this time i was in kansas city which is where my family is and um, had was working with some other female physicians and a, a woman who was in business. She had an insurance company, and it was an insurance company that she started. This woman introduced me to the book and mm. business. We'd sit around her table talking about how we could manage this real estate that we were buying and this business that we were starting and all these things. And she just she was my inspiration. Read the book and had. Actually, actually, a patient introduced me to um, real estate investing, and I can tell you the story of the patient who got me to buy my first property. It was a very interesting thing. But 
um, yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl introduced me to the book, and then um, it was just then I met then Jamie came into my office, who was my patient, who was. I don't know, she seemed like she was in her 30s, mid-30s, and was traveling around the world and doing all these things. I'm like, what do you do? And she said, well, we do real <laughs> estate investing. And she and I talked about that along with her medical things, but we just we got to be friends, and we actually are still friends now. Um, my first property <clears throat> was a um, little three-bedroom, one-bath house that I don't, I don't even remember how we found it, but she went with me to look at it. We walked through. She said, you know what, if you don't buy this, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And if you buy it, I'm going to let you use my crew to fix it. And if you don't make money on it, I'll buy it from you. Mm. I mean, how could I lose, right? And here's the bigger thing. It was like 500 down VA assumption loan. What? <laughs> yes. <that. laughs> I couldn't not buy it. Right. So there I right. was. I bought that one. Um, and after so, so many things happened after that. Um, that house actually ultimately did very well. Our, if we want to, I can keep talking about the whole situation. We And then went, well, built us, up very give us fast. Give the notes for, version. I, I got um, it. So you built we got, up we bought what? 18 properties in less than two years. Wow. Um, and then we moved for various reasons, and we couldn't keep up with those properties as far as getting them prepared to rent. So um, that was a big lesson learned. Yes. Mm. My husband ah. and I were doing it. My husband was the, um, was the contractor to fix them up. And he okay. has a perfectionist kind of thing. So anyway, mm-hmm. 2008 came. Okay. Then 2008 came, and um, <clears throat> a lot of lot of not pleasant things. We ended up losing all of those properties. And um, yeah, that was really tough. Really yeah. tough. So it took I, me a few years to, to come back to that one. I want to talk a little bit about that because you were able to come back. And I know a lot of people are afraid of getting started um, because they're afraid of losing money, right? They're afraid, oh, I'm going to do this, and what if I lose this prop, these properties? What if I don't make money? And um, which is the, the most horrible thing. What, what would you tell them? What advice would you, would you give? I, I would say um, just like everything else we do, you have to do it. It's kind of, I mean, I know walking seems like such a benign example, but if you think back to when you were, you can't think back, but look at a baby learning how to walk. They're not really afraid of it. They do it. They fall. They get up. They go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. money is just a thing. We have to really get used to thinking of it as just a thing, not not the end of our life if we lose it. Right. I can't tell you if that if that whole situation hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't have learned the things I learned. What did you learn? I'm mean, I well, I, you did a, a podcast or did a, a session not too long about a team. I learned mm-hmm. I need a team. I learned mm-hmm. I have to have a team. You cannot yeah. be the only one out there ever. You, I mean, there's so many people that help you succeed. So many. Yeah, team is so crucial. Absolutely. Um, and you guys were doing it by yourselves. So that definitely exactly. makes it hard. Right. All right. Right. Uh, yeah. 
Beautiful. And probably in the time when you did have the properties, though, you were making some money. It was doing okay. We were doing okay. It was exciting. It was really yeah. exciting. I was ready to quit medicine. It was going to be all fun and, but you know, it was good. And then you realize that you weren't as good as you thought you were. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, but you learned a lot. There you go. So in the meantime, I mean, and then uh, go ahead. There's one other thing I wanted to highlight is that you were doing all of this while you had a job as as a physician. So. Right. Um, you know, and a lot of people think, well, I don't have the time to do it. How did you find the time? You know, that's a good question, and um, I don't really know. You know, I've, there's lots of times in my life that I look back and, and can't figure out how I managed to get done what I got done. But it was mm-hmm. a matter of um, you just did what you had to do. You, yeah. I, I really don't know. Um, and actually, the other part of that is I was out-of-town physician I was working out of town. I was working in Texas at the time, and our properties were in Kansas wow. City. So it was it was all very interesting. I, I don't know. I, I honestly think that was part of the mistake of the thing, though, honestly. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to pay attention, or I didn't pay attention like I needed to. So there, yeah. there's, there, there's a lot of things in there. Though it probably would have helped to have some outside property management. Correct. What you were doing. Yeah. Huh? Great. 100%. Okay. All right, so let's move forward um, and talk a little bit about where you are now because you were doing these single-family residential, um, and then you know now your your focus is more on the assisted living facilities. So tell us a little bit about assisted living facilities. So. As um, as a physician, as a urologist, most of our patients are elderly, and so I've had mm-hmm. the chance to witness, you know, a lot of people my age bringing in their parents um, yeah. and looking and watching how that's taking a toll on them, hearing how it's taking a toll on them, and not that they don't want to take care of their parents. They want to take care of their parents. They want to take care of their father and their mother. But there's, it's that, yeah. I think we're called the sandwich generation. We're taking care of our children and we're taking care of our parents at the same time. Mm-hmm. Really hard. And thinking about, and, and for many of them, thinking about putting their parent in an institution is not something they would even consider. You know, one of the right. big places where you think about, I, when I think about the big nursing home, um, I think about it smells like urine, it's dark, it's dingy. I, I mean, I just have this picture in my head that's not someplace I would ever have my parent go. Yeah. I um, met a guy, Gene Garino, a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and he's a guy in Phoenix who teaches, who started some residential assisted living facilities and then started introducing it to the world, I'm going to say. Um, I heard him speak, and it just struck me it was just you know how something hits you as that is that's it that's the thing just let let me made a ton of sense to me so for those who are not familiar with the residential assisted living facility it is a single family house a larger house that has a number of bedrooms and beds right and um elderly patient elderly residents are moving in, people who need help with their daily daily living activities, 
making food, sometimes taking baths, um, you know, that, that kind of medication and yes. med- yeah, what medications to take. And they all live in this house. So it's, um, it's a, it's a house that is licensed um, for that type of service. And, um, and how much do they pay on average per bed? It depends. I, I want to say, I want to add to what you were saying, because that's perfect, mm-hmm. is that instead of that institutional feel, it's a home-like feel. It's like they're yeah. at home, and people, you, they know people. The, the um, ratio, the people that are caring for them is a much lower ratio, like 3 to 1, 4 to 1, compared to 12 to 1 for institutional uh, facilities. Um, mm. In the residential care facilities, um, the payment for a bed can go anywhere from 3500 up to $10,000, depending on the, um, on the type of facility that it is. In other words, if you have a really upscale house with a gigantic room with an um, attached bathroom in a really upscale neighborhood, it may be $10,000 a month. Probably on wow. average, we're looking at five forty-five to 5000 for a nice place a place you don't mind to go visit your mom and dad. Yeah, and you're you're happy to have them there knowing they're well taken care of. Exactly. By and you're so there five, and, and so you know when Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to do the do some math for people. So say I don't know what is the how many what's the average number of beds? And I know it it really I'm depends gonna, on where you are. I think in California right. you can ha- only have about 6, but and other places in it Missouri, can be as much as 16. Yep, I'm going to mm-hmm. say in Missouri where my project is, we could have 12. 12. And we are okay, going so to do 12 beds and we're doing mm-hmm. memory care and uh-huh. we are at $6500 a bed. Mhm. Okay. So at the with the math that is how much per month? Uh 60 for a full spot, full full Facility, yeah, seventy-eight thousand a month. That is not bad. So, if like, and <laughs> by 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 comparison, if you were just renting out that single-family home, um, it, so a twelve—is it a twelve-bedroom house, or does it have will there be it, some shares there? No, it'll be a it'll be a twelve-bedroom house. Okay. Okay, so you're trying to rent out a 12-bedroom house. What, how, how, how would you get just a regular tenant, a very large family? <laughs> what would that yeah, mean yeah. in comparison per month? I mean, I'm think? thinking probably 2000 3000 a month. If you're, Is that what okay. you're asking me? What kind of rent could you get yeah. to that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a big difference, right? <laughs> You're talking about $75,000 of difference um, in terms of what you can get by doing the residential assisted living facilities. Just to give people an idea of this, what, what this could be monetarily for folks while you are providing an incredibly valuable service, um, creating a beautiful, wonderful place to live for mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, um, you are also um, doing very well, <laughs> well, doing fairly well. So that's correct. Great. Correct. So that the idea of doing well and doing good, um, it's important. I mean, we talk about different different segments of society and our elderly mm-hmm. 
like vets and like every and just deserve to be cared for. And then that's yeah. what we're looking at. That's great. That's really great. So, um, where you said you have your you have this twelve bed um, facility, a memory care facility that you are opening up. Where are you in terms of that process right now? So we we are. It's not a twelve bed facility yet. We actually close on okay. this five bedroom house in a uh, town yeah. called Shawnee, Kansas, which is a suburb mm-hmm. of Kansas City, Missouri. So it's in Johnson mm-hmm. County, a little up, a very upscale neighborhood. Um, and we have the we actually close on Friday, and the construction Yay. is going to start. You know, as soon as we can get them in there to start, has a four month. They're giving us a four month window. They said we can get this done in four months for you, and we've got we've got our operator hired. We've got um, mm-hmm. our operator is from a, another facility. So she knows lots of people in town, and her main goal is to have a waiting list for when we open, which is exciting. Nice. We have a, yeah. a lady who is um, um, a gerontology um, a specialist. So gerontology is the study of elderly, and she mm-hmm. is going to help us make sure we have our house well-suited to stimulate people with memory problems, mm-hmm. things that can help them to, you know, be better. And lots of the, there's a lot of studies out of how to help um, people with memory problems cope better and feel better and yeah. not be so afraid of where they are. Great. So let me ask you a question because you're a, you're a physician, you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't, do you need to be a doctor to do this kind of thing? Because it sounds like it's sort of medical. It it is not medical at all. We do not provide any medical care. Okay, so if anybody okay. needs a doctor, they go to the doctor. What we do provide is um, just what you said, help with activities of daily living. If you need some mm-hmm. help getting out of bed, if you need help getting a shower, food, we prepare mm-hmm. meals, we may pass meds. Um, make sure you get to your appointments, Yeah, doctor appointments. Um, we will have a nurse on staff, so if it's something relatively minor, we can have a nurse look take a look at things. But there's mm-hmm. no um, physician necessary to be an owner or even be a part of it. I think if I was running one and was not a physician, and, and just so everybody knows, I'm a physician. My my facilities in Missouri or in Kansas, and I'm in California, so there's not much I can do if something happens other than call somebody to come take care of it. I do have partners, yeah. so I did get, get a great team, two guys that I'm working with in Kansas City who are amazing and taking care of all the things that need to be taken care of ground level. So that was the other thing I was going to next. You, you answered my next question, which was about, <laughs> okay, so you live, I know you live in California, so how are you doing this remotely? And you have a great team on the ground. And, and I just, you know, wanted to also highlight something that you said before is that you have an operator, somebody who is going to be operating this business because it is a business inside of this home. Um, Correct. Residential is a living facility business, but you don't, you're not going to be doing the day to day, helping people shower, helping people get to their appointments. You can set it up where somebody else is doing the, the business, but you just, you're an owner of this business. Correct, exactly, and that that is one big thing for me is to not buy myself a job. 
My, yeah. I, I like real estate investing, and I like helping people. I like doing all the things we talked about before. Um, I don't mind. I want to stop in and say hello and know people that are in the home, but not necessarily yeah. do their daily care. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I love this. This it, it's it's a really exciting investment yeah. opportunity for people. Um, so you you were. You trained with Jean Garino, and this is your first facility, correct? This is my first facility, so I can tell you the story. We had another – I was looking at other facilities and was a week from closing on another facility in Las Vegas a year ago. And um, just so everybody knows, deals don't always go through. Sometimes yeah. last-minute things come up, and it just doesn't make sense anymore. And you walk away. You have to be comfortable to walk away from something when it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. We Absolutely. did, and I'm That's so glad we did. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you found a great, a great one now. Um, I, I am really excited. I'm excited for you. Uh, okay, so I have a, a few other questions before we get into the Trinity. So okay. one question is, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate, and what did you learn from it? The biggest mistake was um, what we talked about a little earlier in growing too fast without having mm-hmm. a team in place. Mm-hmm. That, okay. that I would heavily advise anybody to just know you've got people to help you. Yeah. I would second that. It's good advice. Um, and then the, the – I guess the next question is a follow-up of that. So what advice do you have for women who are just starting out? And in particular, what advice do you have for women who are interested in assisted living facilities? Um, if, you're interested in, if you're interested in assisted living facilities specifically, I don't know that it changes that much. There's still this whole team, the team aspect to it. Um, mm-hmm. You have to really look at it. But the other thing is, in general, I think we may tend to, as women, sit back and look at things for a really long time before we make a move. And mm-hmm. um, there's something to be said for that not perfect step. Take a step. Yeah. Do yeah. something. And you, it's amazing how many things open up for you when you just move a little bit. Mm. Right. So what would, what would you recommend as a is a great first step for uh, residential assisted living. If you that's what you're looking mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, if you've not taken Jean's class, take Jean's class. Okay. So Jean first Garino. Step. Um, Jean Garino. Yeah, you if you he's the man. If you have, if you don't want to take Jean's class in Phoenix and Arizona, actually she goes different places too. He, I know he's went to actually Kansas City and went to their real estate. Um, investor group and did a short presentation and then invited people to the class. Otherwise, yeah. you can um, talk to people who are doing it already and see if that's something that's yeah. even interesting, interesting to you. Walk through a facility, see what it looks like, see what it feels like. Great advice. So it sounds like educate yourself, right? So exactly, exactly. People who are doing it or from people who are teaching it, like Jean Garino, um, find out if this is even something you want to do. Because it's it's not necessarily the easiest investment, right? You need to get licensed, licensed and 
it's not quite the same as just buying a house and and having a tenant, but it sounds like you you get very 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 well remunerated for the time and effort you put in to make it um, a licensed facility. Yeah, but definitely I wouldn't say do it by yourself. The best part for me for with my team that I have is the guys in town have done like one of them's gone and gotten his own operator license. Even though neither none of us intend to operate, he at least knows what the operator needs to know how to do. One guy's got mm, the bank relationship, great. so he's gone and talked to the banks, and he talks to the realtors, and he talks to, you know, we each have our roles in our company. My role is funds, investor management, investor relations. So we're just able to, you know, really know our lanes. Our lanes cross, but we know where we're yeah. supposed to do, and we know what our responsibilities are. I love it. Awesome. So good. So, so good. All right. Thank you. Lisa. And if people want to know more about you and what you do, where, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me a couple of places. Um, I've been having some technology difficulties, so I'm going to, but I'm going to give you my, um, a couple of email addresses. Um, I can be at okay. Felicia, which is F like Frank, E L E C I A at ridgebrookcapitalpartners.com. Okay. As of this morning, that was having a little bit technical difficulty, so hopefully that's fixed by now. The other one, if that's not working, is F like Frank, F like Frank, R-O-E, M like man, D like dog, at Gmail. Okay. So you know how to reach her if you have... Um, feel, feel free she's busy, to reach but... me. <laughs> okay. Feel free. Thank I, you. I really love generous. talking to people. <laughs> All right, and um, we are going to end like we do every week with a trinity, so a brag, a desire, and a gratitude. So what are you celebrating? What are you bragging? I'm bragging that I raised enough money to close on this property next week. And it seemed like I, I, I can, I'm bragging that, and I'm also going to brag, I got two, that I didn't panic okay. about it. I didn't work myself up about it when it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. I just felt like mm-hmm. it was going to happen okay. It was, it's, a very, it's a new yeah. thing for me, I just got to tell you. <laughs> I felt so calm good. the whole time, and it, was, it showed up. That is a huge, huge brag and lesson. <laughs> um, so good. So good, well bragged. And what are you grateful for? I'm I'm really super grateful for the people that I've met. And and this is going back to taking a step from just making a move. I meet so many amazing people, talk to so many people that add so much to my life. Uh, The support that I have from my um, children to my mentoring club to uh, just so many people help support me in getting done what I want to get done. Looking, support my dreams. You know, just look at what you mm. want to do and and look at you like yes, you can. Yeah, beautiful. And what is your desire? Okay, now this one gets personal. <laughs> my desire, as you know, Monique, I have been looking for that fella for my life. And that is it. Mm. I'm looking for okay. that love connection. All right. So shall it be or so much better than you can imagine. Under grace yes. and perfect ways. Yeah. Thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Beautiful Trinity. It was an honor. Um, I'm going to do a quickie since we have a little bit of time. I brag yes. that I eloped <laughs> last weekend. Um, Yay. Eloped is in quotes because I went to Vegas with my husband for and for our 10th anniversary. We didn't tell anybody, and we went to Vegas and had Elvis do a vow renewal for us, um, which was my long, long um, desire to get married by Elvis. And even though I was already married, I managed to do it. So that's my huge brag. <laughs> and it was so, so fun. Um, I think Peter said he had even more fun. You know, our wedding was pretty amazing, but he said he had just that particular ceremony was was. Um, was like even better than the the actual one, so that was great. Nice. And I am grateful for um, I'm grateful for my team. I have I'm here in Albuquerque and have been meeting with our team on the ground, and everything has to do with your team, everything. So I'm really grateful to have a great team, and I desire um, just more, even more success with this and we're actually checking out some properties here so i desire to get uh one or two or three or four more who knows <laughs> so not that i desire <laughs> more properties <laughs> so oh. that is my trinity um and that, that is our beautiful. show thank you and thank you so much Alicia. that was amazing and thank you all who are here um come back next week we'll have another great interview so and um yeah keep taking those steps as you said that's that's what it's about and we'll we'll see you next time thank you bye thanks thanks monique bye-bye